Okay. I'm going to talk about putting on the clothing that God has for us. And this is kind of a funny talk because I'm going to talk about literal clothing as well as spiritual clothing. So I'm going to give lots of examples of real clothing. But I want to do this disclaimer before we start that we are not going to talk about law with clothing. <laughs> because when I Googled, I Googled um, clothing Bible. And do you know what the first thing was to pop yoga up? Pants. Well, yo yoga pants was up there. But the first thing was, should women wear pants? Can you imagine that that many women have Googled, is it, you know, should I, am I allowed to wear pants? And that, yeah, I mean, that's fine. If that, you know, if that's your belief, that's fine. But um, I had to dig, like, there are hundreds of scriptures about things that God clothes us in and things that he asks us to put on. And the only thing I could find, you know, like, the first thing was, should women wear pants? <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such a law you know, like this, this whole area of clothing is covered in law. So I was like, and then I thought about that yoga pants. There's a blog article going around about how it's, well, there are several, how it's wrong to wear yoga pants. I'm just going to say, I've got yoga pants on. <laughs> you know, but I, if you, you know, you, everybody's got to make their own decision about modesty and what God is calling you to wear, and there's freedom in that. So that's what is covering this talk is freedom, and you don't, I don't want you to dress the same way I dress, because then you would be Allison instead of whoever you are, you know, so I'm just covering the talk in no law, there's no law in what I'm talking about, okay, now I can proceed, okay, <laughs> um, one of the first scriptures I found said, he has clothed me with garments of salvation, and arrayed me in robes of his righteousness. Whew. I mean, who wants to talk about if you're supposed to wear pants when there are robes of righteousness out there? <laughs> um, so I realized, it was probably around the time I started going to Dwelling Place a few years ago, that um, the closet was a battle field for me. Like my own room and especially my closet. Because every time I went there, um, I had these thoughts like, okay, what can I wear? Like the whole goal for me was, what will make me look the thinnest? What will, if I wear it, fit in to whatever the other women are wearing, where I'm going to be? It's funny how I'm always concerned about what women think too. And I really don't, for, personally, I don't think about what guys think. Um, not even my husband. <laughs> but... I think that's so funny. I can get so caught up in other people's minds that, and I think about, I used to think about, um, like, will this fit the social situation? Will I be overdressed? Will I be underdressed? You know, and if I am overdressed, what will they think of me? You know, and then also the practical things, you know, like, will I be too hot or too cold? Can I still look thin in this and look, you know, it's just ridiculous. So I, I started realizing that this really wasn't, didn't match up to what God was telling me about who I was. Like, I felt like, yeah, I'm beautiful in here. You know, I know I am beautiful. But 
then I was trying to clothe myself with things that were completely contrary to that. You know, well, let me fit in here. You know, okay, well, let me try to look like a magazine cover over here. And, oh, this body part is not measuring up. How can I try to clothe it so that it looks normal or like everybody else? Um, so, so I was like, okay, God, you got to help me. I can hear you telling me that I'm beautiful, but this is not, I'm not walking in this. It doesn't relate at all to actually how I'm physically dressing myself. Um, and I could hear God saying that I looked beautiful, but um, I realized when I started stepping into that that I really didn't think God cared about how I physically looked. I thought, well, that's the flesh. You know, he doesn't care about if I choose to wear earrings or not or, you know, what kind of shoes I choose to wear. Like, how, how, why would he care about that? And um, even as I was writing this, I realized that... Um, that that was a false conclusion I had because when I was a teenager and I desperately cared, you know, you're in that um, pressure cooker of high school and, you know, you get comments from other people if you don't, like, I remember my girlfriends talking about, you know, how you had to match your navy blue socks with your brown pants or your blue jeans, but you couldn't wear black with navy blue and you couldn't wear dark brown with navy blue. So they're like... How many rules can we make? You know, and, and prints. Okay, you might notice here, I didn't even mean to do this, but I'm wearing two prints here, both polka dotted, <laughs> and I'm not sure if they match. <laughs> so, you know, so I would get confronted with um, other people's ideas of what the rules should be about dressing. And I would go to my mom in desperation and be like, does this look okay? And she'd be like, oh, you always, she, her, her patent response was, you always look beautiful, which was true. Like, she was right. I did always look beautiful. I can look at my daughter now and honestly say <laughs> that she always looks beautiful. Um, but when I asked her, okay, but specifically, which, which shirt looks better, you know, which color looks better, she would check out because um, I love my mom, and she's very sensitive, and she has five daughters, me being the oldest. So, and she was a single parent. So it was six women in the house all the time. Me, the oldest, suddenly hitting high school. I was just a lot for her at times back then. I mean, I'm an emotional person. And those emotions, you know, like I'd be crying and, you know, but I don't know if it should be the red shirt or the blue shirt. She's like, oh, Allison, just pick already. So I hadn't realized that. I had come to think of God as being like my mom, like, just get dressed already, you know? It doesn't matter. And in that, I left him out of how I dressed, and I left him out of my closet. You know, it was not a place where he was invited. It was a place where I was trying to measure up to the standards of the world. And it reminds me of that scripture um, where it says when they went to the promised land to spy, they were as grasshoppers in their own eyes, you know? And that's exactly what I was doing. I was trying to, in trying to fit in and make myself um, look, look beautiful in that way like everybody else, you know, I was making myself a grasshopper in my own eyes. I was belittling who I really was. Um, and so, so in desperation, I started, you know, just, okay, God, you gotta help me here. And um, 
So I started inviting him into that place. And it was so funny because the first thing he started saying to me when I finally started asking him, like, okay, well, what, sh what should I wear? Can you please tell me what to wear? And he, I would hear him say stuff like, wear something fun or wear something, you know, that makes you feel like, like it's play just to get dressed. And I was like, really? Like, can't you just tell me, like, wear the pink sweater or something? <laughs> You know, like, it was funny because I was looking for law. I was looking for do not wear pants and do not wear yoga pants and it is okay to wear, you know, X, Y, Z. And so, but he started saying, let's make this play. Okay, Allison, what do you want to wear? What would make you feel happy to put it on? So that started stretching my brain out. So I, then I started, um, it's funny how we grow, grow gradually. I started to wear things for fun um, so I wanted to wear thinning, fun clothing that my girlfriends would approve of. <laughs> but then um, in my prayer life, um, I would start to see, like when I had a quiet time, I'd start to see him covering me with a blanket. And then after a while, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, like he's covering me. And after a while, I noticed that the blankets had different colors, um, and I was like, huh. And then, um, so I started looking up, like, scriptures about colors and looking at the color what we have back here, which is based on scriptures. I'd be like, okay, he's covering me with a purple blanket. Maybe he's trying to tell me that, you know, I'm a daughter. I'm a princess. You know, I'm royalty. And then I'd kind of carry that around, you know, like, well, that must be what he's saying to me. And that was great. You know, that was like the covering he was putting over me. And then one time, um, I remember one time I was in church, and um, I was repenting for something I had repented for, like, millions of times before. And I was, like, down on my knees, and I saw him cover me with a white sheet. And he was like, Allison, you're not guilty of that anymore. Like, I, took, I, I don't even see that. You know, and he, he was showing me that he sees me as clean, you know. And so, so I started paying attention to that stuff. And it, do you ever... Um, when you're worshiping and your eyes are closed and you're like really, really into it, do you ever start seeing yourself like from the third person? Like you can see yourself in your mind's eye worshiping, but then maybe you don't look exactly like you look. <laughs> so sometimes I would notice that when I was worshiping and I saw myself, I would have on like a cool white dress or, you know, maybe I had on silver shoes or like I started kind of zeroing in, like maybe that sounds selfish, but I'm worshiping, like I'm praising God. And I'm zeroing in on what I look like. But, but even in that, like, he started speaking to me. Like, one time I saw myself with stars on my skirt. I was like, yeah, I have no idea what that means. But um, it was almost like little puzzles he would give me, you know. And after a long time, I figured out that, for me, the stars were, like, prophecy. Like, he was giving me a gift of prophecy, and I didn't know. Like, the, he sets things in the stars. You know, he tells his story in the stars. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, so, but this was only happening in my mind's eye, right? Like, putting on the things of God. That was only happening, like, when I was worshiping or when I was praying. And um, it still really wasn't real. Like, he was not, still not in my closet. <laughs> but I started thinking about things differently. And I started seeing how he could play, like we could play with clothes, but I still didn't know how to play that game, you know. Um, so, 
So now um, I'm going to tell you about my real closet life. So now when I get dressed, like I'll wake up in the morning and be like, okay, give me a color. And, um, and so like the first color I see in my mind's eye, I'm like, hmm, yellow. Yeah, that would be cool. Like I could put on yellow and that's like joy and I could be putting on joy for the day. So then I'll go to my closet and be like, what's yellow? <laughs> so it's, it's this fun like hide and seek game. Or sometimes in my mind's eye, I'll see a dress like, um, you know, say it's a blue dress. And I'm like, yeah, that would be fun to wear. And somehow in this, like, journey of, like, asking God what to wear, which, you know, like, if God said to me, wear your yellow dress, and then I wore my red dress, then it's not like later in the day he's going to go, Allison, do you see how you totally missed it? Because you wore that color dress, and I told you to wear this color dress. You know, it's more like, it's just a fun place to invite God to be part of my everyday. Um, but the cool thing is, like, one time I was walking in a dwelling place, and, um, like, I'm feeling my tummy. Like, my tummy is feeling a little bigger than it had the day before. And I'm aware of, you know, flab here. And I'm, like, self-conscious. Like, I'm walking in, and do you, do you know how sometimes it'll just hit you, like, out of nowhere, and you're like... <gasps> tummy. Oh no, it's big. What did I eat? You know, like, what am I supposed to do? Why didn't I wear Spanx today? You know, or like I ever wear Spanx. <laughs> but, um, and I was like, oh no, and I'm about to walk into church and I'm about to see all these people. And the whole time I'm going to be thinking about how they probably think my tummy's big too. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I pulled a Tammy. Like when she, she preached that on Sunday, you know, who told you that? <laughs> And I was, and this was, this was a few months ago, but I was like, no, I did not put on flabby tummy today. <laughs> I put on my yellow sweater. And when I put it on, I thought, yes, I am putting on joy. Joy is what I am putting on today. This is my choice. And so I was like, I'm taking flabby, like, this is all within seconds. I'm taking flabby tummy off. I'm putting joy on. I'm going into church. <laughs> and then do you know that the first thing that happened to me when I got into church was somebody said, you look great. <laughs> and I think that's funny now because I really don't think about what I wear as often as I used to. And if I do, it's so much play that it doesn't, like those thoughts don't feel as heavy. So I'm just kind of a lot more carefree about it than I used to be and a lot less self-conscious. So I was like, yeah, when I was coming in, I felt really fat. <laughs> but, you know, but I caught myself and thought, that's not who I am. Like I am not, you know, chubby tummy. That's not what I'm going to wear today. I'm going to wear joy. And so I, I put, you know, I realized that that's, and they were like, whoa, <laughs> you know. Um, and then one time, um, this is the part where I just tell you stories about silly things that have happened. Um, one time I was, I love my daughter because she's so completely opposite of a lot of things in my personality. So she doesn't care what other people think. She's just starting to care a little bit, but she's still Dorothea. So her capacity to care um, is a lot less than mine, which I really value. And so um, I thought, well, let me get her perspective on this belt and that belt, because I don't know which one I want to wear. And I love that she doesn't know that I'm trying, you know, how I'm trying to look. She doesn't know about, like, body image types yet. And so I know, and I also know that she's going to give it to me honestly. Like, she is not going to sugarcoat, but she's going to say it lovingly, because she, I'm her mommy. <laughs> 
So I said, okay, which belt looks better? Two black belts, you know, it's a simple choice. And she goes, oh, mommy, that one. And she always has an opinion. That's what I love about her too. <laughs> she has an opinion. And I said, oh, really, why? You know, I'm waiting, like, what's she gonna say? You know, and she said, mommy, that one makes you look strong. <laughs> Can I tell you that all day long I was like, yes, this is my <laughs> strong belt because I am strong in it. So. And then even if, um, like, colors are important for me, in this stage of my life, I like wearing colors. But I was reading a really good Pinterest quote the other day, and it said, she wears black because her mind is so colorful. <laughs> I was like, yes! Because <laughs> black is cool, too. So, if you want to get out your... I made a little sheet. It might be on one of the back of one of your papers, and it says things to put on. And it's some of the scriptures that I found. I'm going to quote one that I didn't put on there first, and we all know this one. Consider the lilies of the field. They do not gather nor spin. Yet even Solomon, dressed in royal robes, um, you know, was not wet, dressed as well as they are. So he does care about what we wear. <laughs> you know, like even if it's not something that's important to us, you know, he, is, he cares. He cares about like even those little things during our day. He cared that I, you know, decided in the end to put on the the red shirt instead of the blue shirt. He, if he knows how many hairs I have on my head, then he cares about these things. That's why he put it like a hundred million times in the Bible that he was clothing me in all these gorgeous things. Um, Proverbs 31, strength and dignity are her clothing. I love that one. Some of these I'm just going to read through and some of them I'll talk about more. Purity, Revelations 19.8. It was given to the church to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the righteous acts of the saints. I was blown away by that. I was like, okay, so the church is clothed in white because of the righteous acts of the saints? I was like, so our, you know, like, he's not even just clothing us in Christ here. He is. But those are the, the white for the righteous acts of the saints. Like, I can wear white for all the you know, amazing Christians who have gone before me, and because I am one of them, you know? Uh, Proverbs 31, she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. When you put on that warm sweater, you know, it's like, he has provided for me. You know, like I, like when I clothe my children, you know, I've provided for them. When he's given me something warm to wear that's soft, you know, like a fake fur, lapel on your jacket, it's like, yes, I am provided for. Isaiah 61.10, he has clothed me with garments of salvation and has arrayed me in a robe of righteousness, just as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Um, and I don't know if you, like, sometimes I'll see spiritual jewelry on myself, and I'm like, that's funny, I don't really wear jewelry. But um, one time I saw a locket, and the Lord was just speaking to me about how I was adopted into the kingdom. Like I was a part of his kingdom and I wasn't, you know, like forsaken. But sometimes he just puts me in jewelry because he enjoys it. You know, if you have a, 
if you have a child or if you've ever wanted to dress a doll, it's this feeling sometimes like, they're so cute, and look, I get to put little things on them. <laughs> and look how they cute they look when I put them in this color. And, you know, can you just imagine him, you know, going, look what happens when I put a sapphire necklace on her. <laughs> like, she was awesome before, but look at how she looks now. Like, it brings out her eyes. Like, I'm going to put the shoes of the gospel of peace on her. Like, look at how she looks when she goes out. Like, her story of my love and her life is walking, you know, into all those people's lives. That's another thing I've seen sometimes, too. Like, silver shoes. Yes. I don't have silver shoes, but in the spirit, I have silver shoes. Um, oh, I love this one, too. Um, I don't think I put the... This is a Song of Solomon reference. The king's daughter is all glorious within, and her clothing is of wrought gold. <laughs> Isaiah 61.10. Oh, I already did that one. Romans 13.11. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. So if you're like my daughter and you like to wear strong things, you can put on the armor of light. I'm going to skip over the full armor of God because I think most of us know that. But there are lots of references to a helmet of salvation. Like, I think it's funny how salvation is often, like, headgear <laughs> in the kingdom. I'm going to go all the way down to Colossians 3.10. They have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to him who created him. And when I read that, I thought about how I love to wear fake glasses sometimes because they make me feel smart. <laughs> you know? Like, yes. My, and then my husband calls me a librarian. And I like that. He's given me knowledge. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Zechariah 3, 3 through 4. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. This was a vision um, that Zechariah had. The angel said to those who were standing before him, who were angels too, take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin, skin, your sin, your sin, and I will put fine garments on you, like costly garments. I shop at the thrift store, <laughs> but sometimes I think God places the fine garments for me there. <laughs> you know, like he, he clothes me. Song of Solomon. How beautiful your sandaled feet, O prince's daughter. So he's both calling her his princess, you know, and referring to her sandaled feet. I love the way your feet feel in sandals, like especially right now on a warm day when you've been cooped up all winter. It is the most freeing feeling, you know, like that your feet might actually touch grass. <laughs> you know, and I, so I just think of those like princess's sandaled feet. And I mean, and, Okay, Song of Solomon. So he's just complimenting her on her feet. <laughs> so, okay, let me get to the end of my list. Okay, so I think that's about it. But I just wanted to, I think that'll set up Leah really well, too. <laughs> Encourage you that clothing is... Like, spiritual, you can think about, like, what God is clothing you in and how he has taken away your garments of sin. He's taken away my garments of not measuring up, you know, to the world's standards or trying to measure up to the world's standards. 
Um, and he's instead given me this gorgeous, clean, you know, bright dress and said, here you go. And when I, um, and I was thinking about this week, I was getting ready to go teach um, for classical conversations. And I had all these, you know how when you're going into a situation where you're around other people, like yesterday, I just spent all day in my pajamas because I didn't go anywhere. But the day before that, when I went to CC, I was thinking about conversations that I had had with women the week before. And I was thinking of some, like, our minds always go, go to, like, the worst conversation. So I was going to the conversation where somebody snapped at me. And I was like, okay, how can I protect myself this time if that happens again? How? And then I was like, no, no. And then I was like, okay, no, Allison, you put on righteousness this morning. Like, remember? You put on righteousness, so whatever room you go in, they're just going to see righteousness. They're not going to see that you have to have an answer, you know, or a quick comeback, or have to know to, what to do in every situation. Because a lot of days, when I walk into a room, um, you know, whether it's church or whatever atmosphere it is, I feel unprepared. I feel like I should have prepared myself more. That might have to do with what I'm wearing, but it feels like I'm trying to, trying to armor myself up for whatever I'm you coming into contact with that day. And the reality is that the Lord has already covered me. You know, like I am wearing him like a garment into any room that I'm going into. And if I become aware of that, like, no, no, I'm not going to put on like how I need to answer in my head. I'm not going to put on fear. I'm not going to put on that I don't feel like I measure up today in this way or in that way. And I'm not going to put on that I don't feel smart, you know, in this circle. I'm not going to put on that you know, I don't have enough money to pay for the things I need to pay for. You know, I'm going to put on that I am righteous because that's who God says that I am. And that's what other people are going to see, you know. If, so that has really helped me. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that. If you mindfully put on the things that Christ is telling you about who you are when you're walking into situations, then he is clothing you in those things. Awesome. So you can take that sheet she gave you, and she's, there's instructions there where the paper doll is to use in the journaling time. But what was coming to my mind was like that, you know, we get so caught up in the physical and our physical bodies, especially as women, and we focus on that so much. And she's just challenging us and encouraging us to realize that these flesh bodies, they're just our earth suit. They're going to pass away. And who we really are is what's inside. And so that's letting that come out and show and being focused more on that wherever you go, like changes your mindset and changes your, your attitude even, you know, to, to step out with, you know, the things that she's talking about, like instead of like, oh gosh, I look fat today. No, I'm wearing righteousness. So it's like really looking at the physical things that are going to pass away as really not important, you know, taking our focus from that and keeping it over here in the spirit. Um, I, I just, that's what kept coming to me. It was like this beautiful change that the Lord did in her and taking, taking her focus from the physical that's going to pass away to the eternal and wearing it every day on the physical. So anyway. Allison, you'll be proud. I have a little bit of color with my black. Allison was talking, I'm like, oh no, all my wardrobe is black and gray and brown. But no, we, we had a big, we laughed about that. But um, I just really, it's funny, I think Jared 
two weeks ago was talking about paradigms and about the Lord really shifting paradigms. So I kind of laughed when I, like, okay, in the mirror, like talking about the mirror exercise. And it's like taken me a while to really chew on this one and really hear, okay, God, what, you know, what are you saying? You know, so I've kind of gone all over the place, needless to say, everything that's written on these sheets. But um, so there's a bunch in there, but I really kept on hearing this, this particular scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 3.18, and this is actually on the, the, the front of one of, of the exercise for this, but it says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And, um, and so I really felt like the Lord was really wanting us to see the way he sees, like that we're seeing according to his glory, which are thoughts and opinions, like we're being transformed from his glory, his thoughts and opinions, the way he sees to his thoughts and opinions, the way he sees. Um, and so I felt like the Lord just, there's just this place, even for me, just really asking him, God, give me eyes to see what you're seeing right now. Like, let me see according to what the Spirit, you know, is saying. And I remember probably, oh gosh, it's probably been 24 years ago, probably, that, you know, when we started walking, um, just in, in ministry, and as the Lord started to heal my heart from just areas of rejection, like I, I really began, and as I walked alongside, you know, Rick when he was ministering to a lot of girls that were friends of, you know, in our college group, and like I, my mind was just being blown by the, what, the, what God said about who we are, like his thoughts and opinions and I realized at that time, like, God, like, I have so trained my eyes to see according to the world. Because for me, that was security. Like, if I could look a certain way, weigh a certain way, then I would not be rejected, or I would be accepted, or I would fit in. So it really became an area of, like, okay. I've, I've got to do this really to survive, which is, I mean, it is our society. Just that just kind of moves around. And I remember ministering to someone from like total different background than I had been in. We totally look different. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I could just feel like, God, I do not want to be hindered in seeing who someone is because my eyes, I've trained my eyes to see according to the flesh and according to the world. And at that point, I just cried out to the Lord, just change how I see things. You know, there was just a place of just repenting for like where I had put my security. If I could just only look this way or dress this way, like, you know, I had placed, you know, my eyes and my heart on that. And I really got to the point you know, and, it, and it's kind of like over the last 20 years at this place where, like, I want to be able to, to sit down with someone 
in the hut in Africa that absolutely has nothing that this society has and be able to see the destiny and the worth and the value and like none of that matters because of Christ. Like none of that means a thing about who we are and really seeing according to new eyes so that I can go into a place secure and not only walk in confidence, but be able to each person I come, come to, be able to encourage them and build them up in what God has in them and not be hindered, you know, by, by eyes that, you know, see according to other things. And I really felt like the Lord was just, just stirring some of this um, right now, like this, this paradigm for us to see in a different way. And it's funny, I kept on hearing, there are a couple scriptures I, I just heard over and over again. And one was Jeremiah 1.5, you know, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Um, and then I, I was thinking about, have you ever heard the probability, the probability of each of us existing at all is like crazy. Like they mathematically, you know, create, and it's like one in 10 to the 2,685,000th. For, for just me or you, the probability of all of the things happening for us to exist. And so this, this place of just really the worth of that, the miracle of just who each of us is, you know, and I think when um, Allison and Monica, when we were in Croatia, it was the most awesome thing. Like, we are all different, and we were able to go and speak, and we each had something to bring that they needed. But one of us alone, the fullness wasn't there. And I feel like the Lord is just stirring, like just stirring. Like one passion that I have, like I long to see the body operating the way that it speaks of in Corinthians. Like, every member is vital. Like, it would be silly for me to compare my hand to my foot. I mean, they're really different, totally different. And I know that, or comparing my heart to my liver. I mean, I know that, like, that's not even an issue within my physical body. And I really feel like the Lord is, like, bringing us to the place, you know, like, every part just like every part of this physical body is vital. Every part, every person in the body of Christ is vital and very, very different. Very different. I mean, Tammy, Sunday, I'm, I'm just laughing because we're so different. Or like Tulio. Tulio and I are so different. Just our personalities are just so different. But that is the beauty of the body of Christ. And there have just been many times I just, out of my own security, insecurity, like I want to shut someone else down because I'm insecure in who I am, because it becomes a threat. And I really feel like the Lord is just moving, just moving in that. And I know we were talking with Janelle. I'm like, yeah, it's great having, you know, the men come in. But I'm like, I feel like some, sometimes we as women are our biggest enemies, you know, because the enemy has so created these dynamics of comparison that we're unable to embrace our own worth, but also to be able to look at someone else 
and just be able to like, yes, come on, and be able to pull out that which is in them. And I really feel like, like, like now is the time. Like the Lord is stirring, you know, this place for us to be able to embrace how unique we are individually and walk in confidence because no one else can, can walk in what I walk in. No one else can do that. And so I felt like the Lord was just like this call. I mean, of just really being in awe of like who we are 